Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. WA's Novated Leasing Specialist can save you thousands on your dream car. Fleetnetwork.com.au Right around Western Australia on SEN. It's Scotty and Goss for breakfast with Scott Cummings and Tim Gossage. Six. If you've got a question today, we want to get your text 0487 736 736. And why do we want your questions? Because we have got cane corns coming up after 7 o'clock. And, uh, well, we Corn. know. Great pleasure, Corn. How are you? Very well, thanks. We have got him coming up to talk all things footy because he's been pretty critical of the Fremantle Football Club and, in particular, of course, young man Brennan Cox who uh, had a skateboard Accident, albeit minor, but it's sort of uh, waylaid his uh, progress in the preseason. So, Coast of Sports Day on eleven sixteen in Melbourne. Kane Corns will join us after seven. So, if you've got a question for Corn, zero four eight seven seven three six seven three six. Hold nothing back. We are going to go hard for Corn. Mm. He doesn't. Whack, whack. Yep, he doesn't know what's going to hit him. He gets away with uh, some pretty soft stuff over there in Adelaide and in Melbourne town, but he won't be getting away with it in Perth. Very critical of the Eagles, very critical of Fremantle, very critical of WA in general. <laughs> morning. Good morning to you. Yep. He just hates WA, doesn't he? Yeah, he dislikes WA That's... big time. Yeah, he, Why? Uh, he does. Oh, I don't know. He's just Couldn't get a kick here? Uh, I have a good idea. I'll go to his record and find out what his record was against WA teams. Pretty good. He'll tell us it was pretty good anyway. How are you, mate? Yeah, you good? A solid. Fleet Network, WA's <laughs> Novated Leasing Specialist. Save you thousands on your dream car. Uh, I will say this, though. It is uh, happy anniversary to the better half. It's my wedding anniversary today. Yep. Congratulations. How many years is that? Seven. Well done. We've got a 22-year-old daughter and we've been married seven years. <laughs> she wrote it on the wall once with a big black marker, marriage, question mark. Mm. So then I had to get the wall repainted yeah. and then get married. <laughs> I was going to get out. Uh, oh, yes, I'll tell you, so you've gone from Valentine's Day, which it would have been swinging hands yesterday no. on the beach, no, the anniversary today, no, there'd be something special for Bronnie That's Bronny why we didn't get morning. married. That's why we didn't get married on Valentine's Day, because it's just cheese. Mm. Horrible. Oh. Cheesy, boring. Could have got away with it. <clears throat> Could have got away with, like, double up for one. No, thanks. I remember, um, so what happens is I was working at another radio station and I left at 9 o'clock and I got married at 10 and went back down. I think I was in the pool by about 10.45. Not, not, not the old city hall type, yeah, job, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Just went to birth, deaths and marriages. Yeah. I should have got them all done at the same time. <laughs> you big romantic. Yeah. How are you today? You, you, I know you're not nah. feeling great, but uh, that's okay. People don't really care about your injury. It's no. ongoing. No, no. But how are you feeling in general? I know fine. you're struggling a little bit. No, I'm fine. Okay, that's good to know. Absolutely good. 13, 12, 55, took your depot open line. Took you 45 minutes to get in from the car park. Temporary <laughs> betcha at 736. <laughs> Cane Corns after seven. Dan Morton is the trainer of Kiss on All Four Horse. Cheeks. Yeah. Yeah, he's our quokka. friend. Yeah, he got the Quokka, $4 million Quokka coming up April 15. And Dan Morton, by popular demand, said, hey, it's not just all about Simon Miller and what he does. Mm. It's about us too. 
So we well, said, well, it is pretty much all about Simon. Yeah. But we'll squeeze you in, Mods. No. I'm, it's I'm, an all four cheese. Fair horse. And so uh, any word on mm-hmm. the SEN entrant? How are we going? <laughs> we'll be left with a real well, donkey, we're, aren't we? Apparently we're relying on Wonderboy, to the guy that's just scooped all the cream. <laughs> Who's that? Gareth. Oh, mate. Have you seen, is, is he going to find us a horse, a decent one? Don't embarrass us. All the good ones again. He's not the world's best judge. I think he thinks he is. <laughs> but I, I, I don't know if he is. So, look, there's a lot of pressure on him. I don't know whether what he's got in his contract in regards to the stuff he does. He might be seeking help from some other WA racing experts. Maybe. There's plenty of them around, apparently. Has he made contact with a bloke we know called Gostradamus? Yeah, no, Gostradamus, mate. I'll put those blokes in the shade. How about that? <laughs> Fleet Network, WA's Novated Car Leasing Specialist. Feel the freedom of Novated Car Lease with Fleet Network. Kane Corns, Dan Morton. But how about the guest after 7.30, Paul Green, the lawyer of Peter Bowl. Yeah, some good news there, yeah. wasn't it? Well, yes, yeah, strange. But it's still not dead and buried. It's... No. Yeah, looking forward to talking to Paul. Strange stuff going on in that world. Anyway, we'll find out. Questions to ask. Like, how does it happen? How does it get leaked? How does it? They broke all their rules. Mike yeah. from Palmyra was asking a question. Goss, when's the new podcast dropping? No, it's a head scratcher, that one. I don't know. I'm doing. Oh, you're doing a podcast. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing a podcast for uh, In Another World. Yeah. Yeah. For something completely different. Yeah. So um, I'll let you know, Mike, if you uh, follow me on the LinkedIn. Goss, did you save money on leftover flowers, et cetera, getting married the day after Valentine's Day? Yeah, that's probably your sense about it. Well, actually, let me just tell you, Mike, I got in the shtick uh, the day before, on the 13th. I uh, was in a mood, so I had to go and buy some flowers, <laughs> and I, find, I found some seven dollaries. Oh. They're the beauties, <laughs> and I and I put them in a vase on the table. So that was thirteenth, because then I, then I didn't have to say they were for Valentine's Day because they weren't. Well, oh, you just refuse to partake. I'm not. I'm not I'm val- I don't believe in Valentine's Day. Okay. I, I have no reason to suggest that. That I don't understand it. I don't understand. Look, I, I love birds are everywhere and beautiful. I love lovers in the air. I love all that poop, but I'm not going to be wasting money on Valentine's Day. And today is the anniversary. So I don't know. It's just you waste money on the anniversary? Not really. <laughs> I'll guarantee you this. Can I, 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 can, when you get home, I'll take this to the bank. No. Probably have something for you. No. No, no. Special? We have no idea it's our anniversary today. That's one thing you don't care about. Seriously. Oh, boy. Yeah, I know. She's a goodie. <laughs> doesn't care for it? Nah. Well, I think doesn't she cares. Doesn't want to be reminded. No, <laughs> that's more to the point. I think she cares, but I don't think she cares. I don't think it's – I like anniversaries. I like anniversaries. Mm-hmm. It's easy for my, to know my mum and dad's wedding anniversary because it's the same day as my birthday. Right. I don't know if you know when my birthday is, but it's not far away. Mm, it's I looming large. It's, uh, March or April. 12 days. Happy birthday to Nice. We're just going to do. Oh, it's a Monday though, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> we should just come in and on your birthday and and just do a two-hour highlights package of you. How about that, eh? Would you? I'm the king. Justin Longmuir. Thinking about it. Justin Longmuir. <laughs> Justin Longmuir is. Yes, he's the uh, coach of Fremantle. Yeah, uh, he is a believer that he doesn't want two captains. I like it. He likes tradition. Interesting. Brad Scott from Essendon has a similar thought process. 
Uh, in, in a perfect world, but uh, in a scenario where you, know, you have very different styles of leadership that potentially complement each other, I, I think it can work. And you know, the Swans, for, for example, have shown that it can work. Um, but yeah, if, if if pushed in one direction, yeah, I, I, I favour the, the standalone captain. So there's Brad Scott. So this is the talk about Dyson Heppel and uh, Mason Redmond's name's been thrown around. Do you have a leaning? I know this question without notice in regards to some footy captaincies. I really like Mason Redmond. Uh, I had the pleasure of meeting him a few years ago before the world went into lockdown, or certainly Melbourne did, and uh, he came down... Him and Nick Hind came down to my son's footy club to take a few sessions and that sort of stuff. And they're really impressive young men, both of them. But Mason Redmond, I really uh, like the way he goes about his footy. He's no nonsense. Gets in a punch on with teammates at training and pre-season. Well, that was Jake, Jake Stringer. That's okay. It was Jake Stringer. Um, so I'm, I'm a fan okay. of Mason Redmond. I think... Um, I think he's an impressive young man. All righty. Uh, and yesterday, Dane Zorko stepped down as Lions captain. Mm. Sort of saddens me a little bit, but I've decided to step away um, as captain of the football club. Um, it's been a, a tough decision, um, but I certainly think it's the right decision, um, not only for the club, but for myself as well. Obviously coming into the latter half of my career and um, we've got some great emerging young players coming through and especially in that leadership role. And um, one thing I didn't want to do was Fags have to come and tap me on the shoulder and make that decision even harder. So. Um, in discussions with Fagan, obviously Danny Daly uh, and a couple of other players in our list as well. Sat down, had a chat to them and we just thought the time was right now. So that one scares me a bit. What do you mean? Do you know there's some players that you think are just, they kept on a leash with the captaincy and it keeps them in check just a little bit. It makes them stop and think about what they say and mm. how they behave. Mm, mm. Now, with that no longer hanging over Dave Zorgo's head, we could get some real interesting uh, input from him during the year. Okay, we'll keep an eye on that one. Uh, contenders, uh, Lockie Neal, Harris Andrews. Do you give us a Lockie Neal? Yeah, I, I think so. Um, what about Hugh McCluggage or something like that? Or yeah. Barry? Don't know them well enough to to pick them. We can only we can only go on what we see on the footy field and what's a good leadership and what's not. And Harris mm-hmm. Andrews is is one of those. McLuggage, absolutely. Um, but I think Lockie Neal's the one. Alrighty, we're talking a bit of footy early, so we should have played the footy music. In fact, I, I wouldn't. I don't think we should, can advance unless we play the footy music. Oh, fair enough. Okay. Okay, that's enough of that. Right here. Yeah, reminds me. It reminds me. I hate that song. I love that song. It reminds me of. The Crows in 97 when I was at Port Adelaide, when they won their first one, that song was played every morning, every <laughs> noon and every night, uh, just relentlessly, holy grail, and I hate, now hate the song. Oh, and that's they did tough. It again, they did it again the next year as well. Oh. <laughs> other, other stations where they just play the same songs all the time. Oh, they do, don't they, Rotation? I don't yeah. listen to music stations because for that very reason... But I, but but, see, if I'm sitting back and wanting a music fix, I go to my man, the fabric, right? oh. and he, he just he not soothes me. He does soothe me, mate. Have a listen to this. Don't tell me this is not on not on rotation, high rotation in your house. Oh, some birds in the background. It was beautiful, the blue wren. What part of my face says I'm not struggling enough today? I can hear it. <laughs> what, like... Well, how about we give you a bit of woodpecker to throw that in for you as well? <laughs> Hit you with my crutch. <laughs> anyway, thank you very much. Hey, Justin Longmuir also doesn't believe in, uh, as similar to the Brad Scott, as I mentioned, not a great fan of two captains, but he, he can be convinced otherwise. Do you believe 
Now, they haven't put the vote out. Now, we've got Simon Garlic locked in for tomorrow. Now, I reckon Simon Garlic would not come on this show as the CEO of the football club <laughs> yeah. if the captain hasn't been announced. Yeah, I think. Now, he's delayed coming on this show several times. That's what he's waiting for. Well, I think he would feel a tad uncomfortable us probing him, wanting to know about the captaincy. Mm. So I will make – here we go. I'm going to make a statement now. Stand by. Oh, no. Because he's never come back to bite you on the backside. The Fremantle Dockers could announce their captain as early as today. <laughs> oh, out in the limb. Yeah. Today. Really. They could announce their captain really today. Really stuff, mate. Now, now Lockie Reed has interviewed Alex Pierce. Yep. And I saw Lockie little promo uh, saying that he's interviewed Alex Pierce about the captaincy. That goes to my choice. To, that goes to air tonight. Now, I know how things operate. Now, Fremantle Football Club would not have given Alex Pierce the opportunity to do media if he was the captain. If he wasn't the captain. If he was the captain. If he was the captain. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I think yeah. he's given him a chance to do media because he is the captain. Oh, well, he's done media before. It's not new to him. Yeah. <laughs> it just flies in the face of your argument then. Uh, look, uh, to be honest, I've got no idea what Fremantle are doing down there. <laughs> but <laughs> but they could announce it today. They could announce it today. They could, or they could announce it tomorrow. No, it'll be today. It'll be Alex Pierce. You're going Alex Pierce? Yeah. I'm going Brayshaw. Um, no, I'm not going Brayshaw just because I know you're not. Because his brother's a liar. His brother lied to us. Oh, yeah. Is he coming back? Liar! I don't know. There's a lot of people who want to be paid coming on our show. <laughs> and I don't know if he's one of them. <laughs> but anyway, there's a good black factor in there somewhere. Awkward. Rightio. Scotty, there's a question from Roy, and, and I want you to tread carefully this was before we go to the break, because we've got the world's longest on this day coming up. <sighs> So we've got all the footy news Some out the way. don't need to be longer. I know. But don't forget, yeah, Corn. Yeah, I know. Corn says Alex Pierce will be captain as well because he'd know. He'd know because he's got, he's got, he's, yeah, he, Corn is is the great Fremantle Dockers man. Right, yeah. <laughs> Why? We're about to talk to Corn. How are you? We're about to talk to him. But he's not going to be well, listening. He, he might be. No, good luck. Very thorough. He doesn't even know we're on air. Uh, all righty. Um, can I just mention to you then what I just. Uh, Be careful how you answer it. Well, I don't want it. Roy, why, why would you put me in this predicament so early? Scotty, question for you. Who's the better sports news reader? Wispy, Chompers or Quarters or Gossage? <laughs> okay, so l- let me just clarify. This is from Roy. So right? it's Tim Watson, Tony Jones, yep. Stephen Quartermain. Okay, so, so, so he goes by Wispy because that's his nickname, Chompers because yeah. his nickname, Quartermain, and then he calls me Gossage. Roy, you're out. That answer the question. Yeah, Roy, call him Goss, done, mate. You've done, used nicknames done. for everyone. Roy is on a two-week ban. Not to mention his name. Do not answer the phone. What a block from Giannis! Because <laughs> he's full surname, Jeff. Yeah. Don't full surname me, mate. Yeah. Don't full surname me and don't fish for an anti No, it's Tim not Watson's tough. A good Those three are still working in TV. Jumpers, quarters. They're still working in TV and they're all, well, a couple of them are very talented. <laughs> <laughs> Take a break and come back. Birthdays, events, and some of the great moments in history. It's on this day. That it is for the 15th day of February. Happy birthday if you're celebrating a birthday. Graham Kennedy, the legend of Australian TV and radio, was born on this day in 1934. Did his best stuff on Melbourne Tonight.
evening, I'm Graham Kennedy. Ken Sutcliffe and I will bring you the news coast to coast. Ken, is there any news fit to see on this Anzac evening? Graham, tonight on this Anzac day... Good night. <laughs> That's the work of Graham Kennedy. He passed away in 2005. Denny Zager, 79. One half of Zager and Evans, of course. That was mm. the biggest hit from 1969, and the song was 2525 which is a long way off, let me tell you, right here, right now. <laughs> you know, Ray Brown is, uh, was born on this day in 1945. He was a part of Ray Brown and the Whispers. Gary Young, 76 today, all part of Daddy Cool. Yeah. birthday girl, Melissa Manchester, born on this day in 15th of February 1951, had an absolute classic. Not bad. Yeah, great song. Clubhouse leader so far. No doubt about that. Coming off a low bass, mind you. Jane <laughs> Seymour's 72 today. Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. <laughs> Watch it? Uh, I don't think I got through a full episode. Nah. Ever. <laughs> I don't think I did either. Not one of my favourites. Hey, Mickey Conway, 72, Australian singer and musician, with his brother Jim Conway, they co founded the Captain Matchbox Whoopi Band. Wahini and Captain Matchbox Whoopi Band. Yeah. yeah. They did all sorts of weird the, stuff. Is that just like a parody type? No, they were bad. They used to play. So you, legit. Know, you know one of those um, poles that has all the beer bottles on it? <laughs> <laughs> they the did lids. all that sort of stuff. Yeah, the lids, the bottle, beer bottle oh, lids. Man. Tap dancing, juggling, fire eating. Hey, Matt Gronig, if I said to you, do oh, you, yes. you know who he is? Yeah, he's creator of. West Coast Eagles, my f- uh, former wife, first wife, Andrea, was the receptionist at West Coast Eagles. She had to write the player profiles up for the, for the yearbook. <laughs> and they all came back from America and said their favourite TV show was The Simpsons. And it wasn't even close to being on Australian no TV. No one had ever heard of it. And this they all went away and came back Simpsons fans way before it even aired on TV. Desmond Haynes, 67. Oh, thanks. Well, will this be it? Haynes looks at the umpire, and Desmond Haynes has got his sixth century. What a beautiful batsman he was, Desmond Haynes. Uh, no relation to him, but Jared Haynes is 35 today. Well, you remember the paramedic Eels, don't you? Absolutely. He played from 2006 to 14. Not Australian rules football. This is real rugby. Two-time player of the year. It's a huge deal for the land down under. Here's Haynes. Look at the move. Look at the toughness. And you find this Jared Hyde kid, two-time player of the year. Sort of his name, sort of the clubs he played for in any way, but he's 35 today. He's had some issues away from the field, of course. Ali Campbell, 64 today, former lead singer and rhythm rhythm guitarist with a wonderful band, UB40.
We're talking Fed 15. Campbell, 64 from UB40. The great Neil Danaher, 62 today. Happy birthday, Neil. Human being. Yeah, absolutely great human being. 62 today. Joe Turner recorded this. This is the original 1954. This is a howler. You're happy with it on the day? I thought I had some moments. What else? Yeah, you covered a decent moment. The Beatles recorded this in 65. TV show started on uh, UK TV in 1973, came to Australia. Some mothers do have them. That was a beauty. Frank Spencer. Yeah, Michael Crawford. And on this day, 1978, Feb 15, Muhammad Ali was upset. They described this as one of the upsets of the century, beaten by Leon Spinks. Scotty says on this day, is Goss trying to see what he can get away with on this day? Ha ha. You jammed a few in there today, didn't you? Yeah, it was busy. Busy, 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 busy. Time to do this. Oh, it's update time. Chris Clafunas is in the house. Good morning. That was a banger of a, uh, and on this day, no, I reckon. Was there were some though. real tunes in there. It wasn't. No. It red, red wine. That's a good song. There, there, there were a few tunes that saved it yeah. from complete capitulation, <laughs> but it's very close to being on the dais. It, it, oh, you had some stinkers. It's maybe just off. Mm. Just off, maybe fourth. Peter Bowl. It's the Peter Bowl <laughs> on this day. It's the Daniel Kowalski. <laughs> the great man. Uh, Adam Simpson delivered some good news yesterday, saying that Jack Darling is a solid chance of being fit for round so one. Massive bullet they dodged there. Syndesmosis really meant for a long, long, long yeah. time. Well, keep, an eye keep an eye on that one. We'll wait and see well, how long he's out for. We'll watch out. Yeah, exactly. But it looks like he's avoiding surgery. For now, so that's good news. That is good news, and hopefully, will be available earlier than he would have been if he had had surgery. Now, this is an interesting story that's ongoing. The Sydney Flames have revealed that former coach Shane Hill has been investigated over bullying allegations mm. levelled, uh, of course, at the Australian basketball legend Shane by several players. He has released a statement denying the allegations. I've got it here. Um, 
he says, it's come to my attention that Sydney Flames has issued a public statement today relating to my employment. I'm disappointed that they made the statement without any consultation or notice, particularly when there are court proceedings mm. on foot. Of concern, the statement is inaccurate and incomplete in a number of respects. In these circumstances, mm. I have no choice but to briefly respond, and it goes on. Mm. It's a it's a very long. Uh, yeah, they're not enjoying each other's no, it's got no. really messy, and it's and the timing is not great because just remind yourself the Sydney Flames and the Sydney Kings same ownership, mm-hmm. same people involved uh, apart from the coaching staff. Yeah. So it's untidy, and they play tonight against Kensington. And I know that probably the, the the Sydney Kings players probably aren't buying into it at all, but it still be quite off putting as a franchise to have that hanging over you when you're about to go into an NBL series. Hope so. <laughs> I wouldn't know. Apparently, I've been blocked. Someone just texted me. Oh, the media manager blocked you. <laughs> another Did you know that? Another wing. No? There's yeah, another yeah. wing. Yeah, man. I know. I've, I've He's precious, isn't he? I've, I've won. Precious. All I want now is Dan Ewing to block me, and I've nailed it. No, Dan, Dan <laughs> Ewing doesn't mind blocking people that don't agree with Dan Ewing. If they don't think that Dan Ewing is the greatest actor that Owen Way's ever seen, then Dan Ewing will block you immediately, will Dan Ewing. Heaven forbid that Dan Ewing blocks you. So that's <laughs> outrageous. Just the... Anyway, good luck to him. It works out because Hammer's a Shane Hill's a beauty, and he's made um, mistakes. He's we, made mistakes. He's not. We don't know what they are though. I think that the whole thing's been handled pretty poorly. The whole thing's been you know, very poorly. Cool. They, let, they let rumours and innuendo get you know, a lot of traction early. Mm. Cricket today. Western Australia have number 13 player squad for AJ the one-day cup. No, AJ Ty. He's got a Pakistan. <laughs> I can't believe this. He's walked out. Oh, the paper, we said that yesterday. The paper's picked up on it today. I know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. WA Cup blow as Ty seals Pakistan deal. Has played his last domestic game for the year in a massive blow. He's gone it's a mercenary now. Well, you've got to look after I yourself. What a selfish to... thing to get paid as much as you possibly can while his body allows him to yeah, play. Yeah, 36 years sport. old. I mean, how dare he? Karachi yeah. Kings I'm, I'm with Pakistan. you, AJ. Yeah, but hang on, hang on. Yeah. We are midway through the season. Yeah. And, you know, you commit, you commit. Oh, I agree with that. Oh, That's I, a good point I, as well. I agree with that. No, he's oh, I've got no issues with him making coin. He's a good fella, but. Is this the last hurrah, though? Is he saying. Well, he'll be done now. He won't get another game. After this, he's, he's hanging up the. Boots. Well, maybe. Maybe he's just thinking, I've got to take it while I can. And that's probably exactly why he's done it. Anyway, yeah. hats off to him. He's over there. And we'll keep an eye on his progress. And let's hope the um, WA team wins today. So Joel Paris has been included. Uh, he comes in for Matt Kelly. Marcus Stoinis has also been named. He's returning to the shorter format lineup for the first time since November of 2019. Ashton Turner? Yeah, he's captain. Good. <laughs> I'm just checking. He goes from not getting a game in the Shield game. Just checking. Which is bizarre. Captain, Captain of, of the White Ball. Anyway. White Ball. Uh, so hopefully we can uh, bounce back after that loss <laughs> in the Sheffield Shield. And the Champions League overnight, it's made a return. Bayern Munich, they just beat PSG 1-0. A Kylian Mbappe goal was ruled offside, Scott. Oh, you I cannot believe, believe it. it. Oh, unbelievable. It was, oh, by the oh, it was huge. And Tottenham went down 1-0 to AC Milan. You love oh, to see it. A seventh-minute yeah. goal there. And that's the latest. In the world of sports. Australia, obviously, we heard with Anna, uh, Australia cruised past Bangladesh in the T20 yes. World Cup in with their defence. So good luck to the girls there. Uh, Alana King played in that game and uh, not getting paid any money at the... IPL. IPL. Yeah. That's strange. Stiff. Hey, uh, let's get a breakaway. Look, uh, look. Um... <laughs> I like that. No, you tell me no, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, because you started reading texts out without... It's exactly. Without Smart. Reading read and pre-read the text. <laughs> the real Ron Burgundy style. Mike. Mike. <laughs> Boys, has there been any on this day where it is not worthy to read? 
Oh, yeah, no. You should see the list. Heaps of mine. 100%. <laughs> well, like, um, no, 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 you're talking about any day, like not, yeah. not, not the whole day, not just one item per no, no, is he? You're saying, is there any on this day where we wouldn't do it because there's oh, nothing? Oh. There's nothing on there at all. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, well, then, well, no. We've, we've, well, no, this, we'll always, we'll do, always it. do it. We'll always find some nugget of gold in there, right? Correct. Right. <laughs> after seven o'clock. Correct. After seven o'clock, corn is going to join us. Cane corn, of course. Great pleasure, corn. How are you? It's on the other button bar. It's on your button bar there. I don't care about mine. Not, not, mate, got three monkeys out there pressing buttons, and you want me to do it in there? <laughs> you love pushing the buttons. Anyway. You like pushing buttons. <laughs> pushing buttons is a little sport to you. Hence, yeah. Yeah. Getting getting one more, one more time. How are you? There, you go. there it is. Missed the he moment. Had to get out of his seat. Had to get out of his seat. Walk over to the other panel. And Scotty from Bayswater has chimed in. He's got uh, trying to see what he can get away yeah. with on, on this day. You've read that, mate. And, no, I didn't. I did it off <laughs> no, air. Not that one. Off air, I did it. <laughs> yeah. And Roy. Hey. Okay, and Roy. No form of defence. Well, he's asked enough. for an early guilty plea for the King Goss to, uh, to my defence of the iPhone dictionary added mm. gossage. Mm-hmm. A tradesman never blames his tool, Roy, and you are one of those. <laughs> Let's take a break and come back. Two weeks stands. Two weeks stands. Brutal. Nah, he, he's not, mate, we love Roy, but you've just there's a line and a limit <laughs> of my pain threshold. You're on the edge today, aren't you? You're on the edge today. You've got this little glimmer in your eye. So this could either be a really good day or a really bad day. Can I wait for Cane Corns <laughs> to jump on the line? Did you know? I don't know if you know this. It's your anniversary. You should be happy. No, nah, no. Nah. <laughs> did you know? Did you know? I wanted to announce that I have announced that I am staying with the network for two more years. Yeah, You're yeah, guilty. Yeah, well done. <laughs> Fantastic. Sure, there'll be some hoopla about that. Yep. I'm just... Throwing it out there. I am too. Company-wide. Hey, 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 here we go. You stayed for two years as well. Yeah. yeah. Hey. Oh, I got five. I, I got five. There's no way I'm doing five. <laughs> no, no, no. no, no two more years. Yeah. I won't get through two. Yes, you will, brother. We'll nurse you through. Yeah. <laughs> One and a half and then off to Pakistan. Kiss on all cheeks. Dan Morton joins us next after seven cane corn. And Paul Green, the lawyer for Peter Boll, coming up after seven. That's some of his finest work. That is some of your finest yeah. work. It's only taken two years and two months yeah, to don't find overdo it. Don't overdo it, guys. Go back out there and sit back down now. Don't right. overdo it. Don't try and get another one. Don't want me to stick around for Dan Morton cane corn. <laughs> See you later. 20 to 7. <laughs> Kiss on all four cheeks, runs on two. And then Foxy Frieda, Lady of Honour, went for home at the 250, had a kick in the locker, a length and a half. Kiss on all four cheeks, yearning down the outside, running on Lady of Honour, 100 to go. Kiss on all four cheeks, grabbing her. Lady of Honour just in front. Kiss on all four cheeks has got her, then yearning. And Kiss on all four cheeks has won it from a photo. Lady of Honour uh, Just another win in the $1.5 million stake money of Kiss on all four cheeks. Won a couple of times in Melbourne in its last campaign over there and it has been announced that Kiss on All Four Cheeks trained by our next guest Dan Morton mm. is one of the runners in the $4 million quokka on April 15 which is one month to the day Beauty. Okay, one month to the day to be run of course and we've got Dan Morton online. Hey Dan, appreciate your time. This is exciting news. Uh, you're one of three announcements so far so all roads lead to the quokka. Yeah, good morning men. Thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, no, very excited. We made the announcement there the other day after a bit of to and froing, but um yeah, excited to have it locked in. So what is the toing and froing about? Whether you can get the horse up at that time or if you probably go Roma Cup first or that probably that race uh, a couple of weeks prior. But uh, what, what is there to throw around? Is it the cost to enter and to get a slot? 
Um, no, really, just the to and fro was the negotiation. So Morton Racing, we actually bought a slot ourselves, um, and then you just got to negotiate with the you know clients of whatever particular horse you're hoping to get in the race. And um, yeah, luckily Whitey Darren White, um, yeah, um, looked after us with kissing all four cheeks. So yeah, we're excited to have her in our slot. I'm intrigued by that. And you know, so so for the bottom line is you bought you buy a slot and then you've got a fit something in now did it necessarily have to be one from your stable or can someone else come in and bring a horse in and and race under morton racing yeah no there's no real rules to it so um (laughs) that said you know for me buying a slot it was always going to be you know i was always going to be promoting one of our own team so um but no you're right like um yeah any slot holder can entertain any horse um to try and get him into the race so it's just then it's just a negotiation between both parties and um i had to get a third party to help with that because i can't spell my name i had 10 so <laughs> i needed a bit of help with that scotty you'd know it's <laughs> <laughs> how good's the summer of racing been i mean racing wa have done some fantastic stuff with pinnacles of course and and the quokka leading up is it just as it, has it put a you know a little bit of breath of fresh air through the uh, through the industry Certainly has, um, and the pinnacles went off um, fantastic. Everybody was up and about through that whole carnival, um, and now just straight off the back of that, we've got the richest race that we've ever raced for. So it's it's very exciting. Everybody's upbeat about the industry at the moment, and um, yeah, everybody's sort of buoyant and looking forward to the future. Mate, let, let me just ask you a question because I, I, I mean, if you get up, I, I want to ask you about. I don't. I don't want you to look too far forward. You've got a lot of work to do before the race. But if Kiss on All Four Cheeks gets up, where are we going afterwards? <laughs> um, yeah, no, you're right. I haven't thought that far ahead, <laughs> but uh, I'm sure we'll be uh, having a little quiet beer somewhere. Why do you have the horse that can be a genuine contender? Because we, you know, we all talk about Amelia's Jewel and Bellamy mm. Patina is the other one that's already taken a slot, and we're expecting some more coming from the east. Some big name stables getting involved, and SEN's trying to find SEN, a SEN, we got to find ourselves a little. We're relying on Gareth Hall, apparently, the genius from from Melbourne. Uh, so we, 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 that could all go horribly wrong. But just, <laughs> well, we don't know. What's he come up with, mate? We're losing it. We're losing out. What do we got? Yeah, I know. We're missing out on good ones. So get kids on all four well, cheeks. I can give you another one. Yeah, go on. I can give you another one. We've got plenty of ammo in the stable. What do you got? Tell us what you got. Yeah, Star Trade. He's heading that way if you want to yeah. entertain him. Star Trade. All right. Mm. Okay. Well, he's just selling his old stable to us. Hey, I'll take Star five. Trade. What else? I'll take 5% of the four mil. Don't worry yeah, about yeah. that. Oh, okay. No worries. Uh, so, in tri- in tri- you obviously got the horse. You've obviously got the These are horses' track record and its campaigns in Melbourne. Its form here, I think, it was runner up in, in you know those, uh, those couple of big races in its last campaign. In, of course, in the Gold Rush and the Winter Bottom as well. It's uh, the Let's Elope in Flemington and won that. Yeah, clearly, the horse is ready to go. It's only a month away too, so you, the horse must be well and truly um, uh, getting towards peak fitness. Yeah, absolutely. She's back on track, so um, she's been back with us. Um, oh, it'll be six weeks odd now. She's been back in work, so yeah, no, tracking along beautifully, and um, you know, there's plenty of water to go under the bridge, but yeah, there's a lot to, as Scotty, you know, getting fit for a 
football event. There's plenty oh, to do. So, oh, no, he doesn't. No, 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 Dan. <laughs> Dan. He's, what I'm getting, he's seen other people do it. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I'm going for Amelia's jewel now. I hope Simon Miller really has a good quacker. <laughs> Mate, how do you beat Amelia's jewel, Mortz? Oh, to be honest, like my mare, I'm not scared of any with her. She's, you know, she's as, as good a mare as I've ever had my hands on. You know, we've obviously got a, I've got a big enough opinion of her to travel her east and take them on over there, and she's been there and won twice. So, yeah, um, none of them frighten me. So I think she's the real deal. And, um, yeah, be looking forward to the challenge, that's for sure. So what do you do between now and then? Did, um, uh, between now and then, I think I mentioned Roma. Uh, is that the sort of the lead-up race? Are you, are you going to have one run going in? Yeah, so the plan so far, she'll probably have a trial um, and then the Roma Cup and into that. So she'll be nice and solid by the time she gets there. Um, things change along the way, obviously, but that's the, that's what we've roadmap for so far. Chris Parnham is the, the jockey that normally takes the ride over here in WA on this horse. Would that Are you still going down that way as well? Yeah, for sure. Um, Chris knows her very well. He's very confident with her abilities and, um, yeah, looking forward to it for him. Fear no one, hey? Fear no one. I can hear it in the voice and what you're saying. You fear no one. You think pound for pound this horse is good enough to you. You wouldn't be going down this line, I would imagine, if you didn't think you could win the quokka. No, 100%. You know, I'm not there to make up numbers. So, um, you know, like I say, she's as good a mare as I've had and... Um, I'd like to think she's, you know, the best is probably still in front of us. So she strengthened up beautifully with a spell. Um, and, yeah, like on what we're seeing so far, she's back very sound. That's a, another tick in her box. So, um, yeah, she's just heading in the right direction. You've got three runners going around at Ascot today. Um, mm-hmm. normally, what do you got for us, Normally you're pretty good. Um, we don't want work. I think, uh, actually, you gave us a win. The last time we sat out at the track, you gave us well, a win. We did our OB. Oh, scratch. No, it was scratched. They called the races off yeah, or, or it fell off or the jockey fell off. I can't even remember now. I think that horse <laughs> is racing today. Is that... Um, was that that horse, uh, Rock My Way? It was Rock together. My Way. You wouldn't tell us. Oh, okay. You didn't tell us it was oh, right Rock right My Way. <laughs> it was a massive plunge and you left I, us all out. I probably forgot its name. <laughs> What's your best today? You've got three runners going around. Um, yeah, awkward sort of day. So my filly in the first race, she's very capable. There's only five runners and I think she's third favourite in a five-horse field. So a little bit of a little bit of depth in it. Um, she's capable, but... Hard race, yeah, yep. um, And the other two are first up, so she's imminent. One for um, Benny Duncan's having a first up for her. She's goes good in a maiden. I think that's race three. Yep. And rock my way, like you say, she's first up, but she's drawn very awkward. But she's or drawn wide, but she's. Um, I need to get the wheels turning for her because she's hopefully on a bit of an oaks path. So, yeah, probably not the day to be having a punt on any of mine. Okay. All right, then. So we'll be back both of those because they're both <laughs> yeah. We've learned off Miller, mate. Yeah, well. He's got three runners and he tips us two. Always back the third one. Hey, um, can we just mention Luke Campbell's back riding today. He's been missing for a while. Yeah, Luke, he, had, he actually had a bit of an accident on one of mine. Um, nailed him in the mounting enclosure there, kicked him and... Um, yeah, so he was on the sidelines for a little while, which was a shame, but uh, he's back eager as anything, and he's a real talent, Luke. So, um, yeah, a little bit of luck. He'll just take off where he um, 
where he left and, yeah, just make every post a winner. Yeah, I remember when he got kicked and I put him in an ambulance to go, to go to the hospital uh, with ribs and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And I said, oh, you know, sad news about it. And he liked the tweet where he's in the back of the ambulance. <laughs> That's it. Hey, it's, it's the kids of today. Hey, good luck on kissing all four cheeks. We're cheering for you, mate. We're off the Miller bandwagon. We are not. <laughs> no, we're off. We're sacked, no, we're sacked them, mate. We're with Morts now. Because we've got another horse, it's Star Trade. Yeah, We're trying yeah. to get Star, Star Trade. Trade into our. <laughs> I'm trying to help you. Oh, I know. Thank you. I'm trying to help you. Can you get on to Gareth Hall? Do tell him to do something, as they used to say. Yeah, Appreciate yeah. your Good time. Good luck to you, mate. Good, Good luck mate. today. Thanks, guys. Yeah, there's Cheers, Dan Morton. Me. Yeah, no, thank you, Dan Morton. Morton Racing Kiss on all four. Chase, he's an absolute ripper. And we appreciate him coming on. Uh, Try to get Simon Miller on. He said, "Nope, I'm done." At five to seven, <laughs> we will say that from now on. After seven o'clock, Kane Corns, please get us your texts, your uh, messages if you want to get ask a question of Kane Corns. And at, after 7.30, we'll be chatting with Peter Bowles' lawyer from the States, Paul Green. This is Scotty and Goss. Good morning. Novated leasing specialist. Save your thousands on your dream car. Fleetnetwork.com.au. Got a bone to pick with this bloke, that's what? for sure. Which bloke? Our next guest. Well, we haven't got him on yet. No, that's when the he problem. comes on. No, well, that's what I'm thinking. Maybe he heard what I said about him coming on and stuff. Well, he's not there. He's not that thin-skinned. Well, I wouldn't have thought he so. He's got one of the thickest hides <laughs> going around. Hey, let's get some te- he can handle anything. Let's get some texts away if we can. Thank you. Uh, thanks to our wonderful friends at Temperate Bedshed. Bedsheds are the experts in temperatures, mattress, pillows and adjustable bases. Roy's asked, has Dan Ewing got a morning radio show he can listen to instead? Yes. Roy, it's called the Dan Ewing Show. <laughs> That's it. Just Good luck. Uh, Lisa says uh, Lockie Neal will be Brisbane's next captain. That will lock him in to finish his playing days with the Lions. Lisa of Ellenbrook. Mark Duffield in after 8 o'clock. He's going to have all that covered and more. Well, our next guest, of course, is a man well-known to us on SEN, of course, well-known to the listeners who listen on Melbourne, co-host of Sports Day on 11.16 with Jared Healy. Would you think that, you know, I know you say it a lot for yourself, but do you think Kane could say, I am SEN? Uh, no, because it's you know, I've, I've got that title, <laughs> and I've got that title on experience and longevity. Right. Uh, but this guy is certainly creating some waves, and um, and it comes from South Australia. So there's Miles Fitz now and then, but there's not much else comes out of Adelaide apart from the highway. Uh, Kane, good morning. Thanks for joining us on our show, mate. We appreciate it. And that'll be the last time you compare me to Miles Fitzmagic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, almost lost him straight away, Fitzmagic. Hey, mate, hey, you've been busy. You've been busy. Yeah, I've got a bone to pick with you, mate. What's happened? Well, well, Goss and I have just, you know, we've signed two-year deals. And we were both looking yes, for... Yeah, congratulations. We were, thank I you. I saw we, that. Yeah, we were both, no, you didn't. We were both looking for, uh, we were both looking for six- and seven-year deals, but you've apparently turned the network <laughs> against them and uh, we couldn't get it. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that is a nice, responsible two-year contract. Very happy with management for that. You won't get ahead of yourself. It'll keep you on your toes, and then in two years' time, you'll go again. Mate, I've got to ask you, uh, you've come out pretty strong about uh, Brennan Cox. I know it is one of your... Bugbears, players doing things that um, are a little bit risky in the off-season. But, geez, I'll tell you, mate, like you, and you, you'd obviously – it would be no surprise where I stand on this on this topic. <laughs> but, you know, the, the boys have to have something different. They have to have some sort of uh, mechanisms to make them feel normal, I guess, to maybe get them away from the, the footy lifestyle, the footy bubble, the, the intensity of footy. Uh, good for their mental health to go and do other things as well. Why are you so against it? 
Well, I just think if I'm a professional footballer, and I, I understand all that and that's one point of view, but I think when you're a professional athlete, you live a professional athlete life. There's no switch where you flick it on or off. Now, if he wants to go and skateboard or snow ski or ski behind a boat or jump out of a plane or go cliff jumping, whatever, go go and do it. Or Charlie Kerno, go and play basketball and, and dunk the ball and miss three years because you've, you've done your knee. That's okay, but... Your club shouldn't have to flip the bill for the injury that you've incurred participating in extreme sports. I mean, I gave up skateboarding when I was 14. I mean, there's many 24-year-old skateboarders <laughs> around these days. It's, it's a strange one for me, a month out from the season, to be skateboarding, which it's a, you know, it's a pretty risky activity. Broken wrists, broken arms, dislocated shoulders, and you know, an infection in your leg, which isn't going to be serious, and hopefully he's there for round one. But I just think players are going to do that. Go ahead. But it shouldn't be the club paying for it while you recover and rehabilitate yourself. I know Mark Duffield was on Sports Day with yourself and Jared last night and he talked about the West Coast Eagles in their fitness campaign mm. and you uh, then just sort of basically came to the front of the pack and just said, well, then I did call them out. Do you take responsibility for the Eagles' fitness campaign and the way they're looking <laughs> pre-season? Well... I'm just shocked as a tram goes passing, Glenelg, sorry for the sound in the background, um, that they denied that they were uh, unfit last year. Uh, and I was pretty strong on the fact that Adam Simpson, and ultimately it is his responsibility, let standards slip at the club. And there's there's no doubt about that. Now, at the time, Trevor Nisbert and, and Simpson himself denied that. And they said, no, we, we, we haven't. We're fit. We're, you know, we've had some injuries, but... All of that, and now all of a sudden they've decided they're going to get themselves into shape. And even Luke Shuey admitted last week that yes, they were out of shape, and yes, they did get it strong talking to before they went on their off-season break, and yes, they were told to come back fitter. So it just annoys me when clearly everyone can see it, see it that the club was absolutely in denial, or they weren't prepared to put their hand up last year and say we made a mistake. Now credit to them. Uh, great to see you know, Tim Kelly back in shape and I'm, I'm hearing good things about all the players and everyone that's watched them train says that they're in ripping nick. That should have been the case last year and no wonder they won two games. Yeah, but Kane, the, the footy club and a CEO and a coach are not going to come out mid-year when they've been decimated by, by injuries and we're not just talking soft tissue. We're talking busted ankles, done knees, shoulder recons. We're talking about back injuries for McGovern and the like. They're not going to come out mid-season and go, yeah, we're unfit and we we're, we're poor. Why not? Because, well, well, because why, because, why wouldn't what you? Well, Danny, would you, you say? Do you think you any coach we made, club we would? made some mistakes? Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. No, say we wouldn't. made some mistakes. We made some mistakes. The way you word it, we made some mistakes in our pre-season. I don't think the players have been as hungry as I would have liked them to have been. Yep, there's been mitigating factors around that, and, and part of that is some injuries that they've had, but that doesn't excuse them for having a poor diet and letting themselves put on weight and, and get out of shape. There's many exercises you can do that are non-weight-bearing that can keep your fitness up. So, of course, they can word it in a way rather than come out and say, oh, no, nah, Kane Corns is a shock jock because he's called us unfit. Like, come on, that, that, was, that was a disgraceful response from... Adam Simpson and Trevor Nisbet, when it was clear for everyone to see that Elliot Yo was overweight. Nick Natanui was overweight. Tim Kelly was out of shape. Um, 
And it, everyone could see it except them, or they could see it, but they weren't prepared to put their hand up and say they made a mistake. There's a lot of blokes in the Eagles list that aren't happy with you with their uh, pre-season training schedule this year, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> hey, mate, uh, Goss has made a couple of calls um, this year on who he thinks is going to have breakout years, and it's Tim Kelly having a breakout year at West Coast. At West Coast. At West Coast, we know he Can had... it be a breakout year? No, Scotty, it makes semantics, mate. Did he not break out at Geelong? Mate, don't be a simpleton. You know what I was implying. You know <laughs> what I was saying, Kane. I was talk- back, I'm yeah. talking about that West Coast. Yeah, West, he's going to have his best season for West Coast, and it could oh, be an absolute beauty. Oh, yeah, um, he's got. Oh, who do you have at Freo? Matt Tabner. Matt yeah, Tabner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He hasn't got on the track yet. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't made it. Is, it, is he going to break out as well? He's 30, isn't he? Yeah. He's Joe. He's Joe. But I tell you, there's there's one bloke, and in. I know you're in his corner. He didn't cover himself in glory in his first year of football. He's back home in Adelaide, Jason Horn Francis. I just get the feeling uh, that a lot of people came for him last year, um, possibly without knowing what he was going through or dealing with himself or the sort of person he is. But I just get the feeling he could make a lot of people look silly this year. I think he will eventually. I, I guess as a 19-year-old, you have to sort of... Sometimes we get a little bit impatient, and, and I'd be as guilty as this as anyone to expect too much too young. And when you look at... I mean, just, just pluck a name like Christian Petrarca. I mean, what, what was he like at 19? Well, he was a player that had a lot of talent, and you could see that. He had some injury worries, and he was probably a little bit frustrated and didn't quite fully understand what was required to be an elite player that he is now and and that's probably where I see Horn Francis. I, from what I've been told, he, he's still learning how to you know fully be an elite professional AFL footballer. They love his competitiveness and his toughness and his will to win, but there's still a few areas of his game that you know clearly as a 19 year old he's got to work on. And he's not going to be full time mid, and we know how tough it's going to be to play that high half forward role that some young players struggle with. So in time, give it. Three, four, five years, I think he will absolutely go up to the potential and he'll be a handy player for them this year without, I think, setting setting the world on fire. Five years you've given him? Well, no. Well, you come into your prime when you're 23, 24 years of age. Like, by that stage, he's ready to go. Like, he's ready to be... You've given him a cushion. He's yeah, the number one really draft. He's the next big thing. And he's a boy I'm playing with men. And he's a man, boy, a man in I'm a boy's body. comparing him <laughs> to... Well, well use, use Brayshaw, for example. Like, he, he completely you know, voted by his teammates as the best player in the game last year. 22. So yeah. give it three, four years, and then that's when you're ready to go. It's rare for a second-year player to come in and absolutely rip it apart in the midfield. So, you know, I just don't want to, you know, people to think he's going to be the saviour this year. In time, he will be, but not quite yet. Okay, Jason Horn Francis wouldn't carry Andrew Brayshaw's bags. All right, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm just going to rattle <laughs> off. Understanding as I've ever heard, Cornsy. Yeah, I know. Even in five he, years, he, he's giving a guy five years in Port Adelaide. Shock horror. All righty. <laughs> now, there, Cornsy, I'm going to, we're going to rattle off captains, and we just, oh, we just want really definitive answers. You think Alex yeah, Pierce? Can, can, can this be? Can, can this be who I I think should get it yeah, or who yeah. I think the no. club will give it to? That's yeah. right. Who so you, Mark th- Duff- who you Mark, think should get it? Mark Duffield, who you spoke to last night, is on after 8 o'clock. Mm. Uh, he was writing for Code Sport and he's also coming on after 8. I've got a feeling he is going to anoint Alex Pierce. Yes. You're in the same yeah, boat as that, I are agree. you? I think Brayshaw should be the captain. I, and that's I don't know anything about it. What I have been told is that he doesn't quite challenge the players enough. He's a bit 
I don't know, he's got a bit of the, the sugar lips. Like, he's happy to give the positive message, but not quite happy to give the hard, direct feedback that really good captains and, and you two would have experienced that are prepared to give, whereas Pierce would. If it was me, though, I think Brasher would develop into that. And I don't know, do you, do you want another injury-prone key defender mm. as your captain on the back of the amount of footy that Fife has missed as captain? So... I would have gone with Brayshaw, but yeah, I'm with I'm with Duff. I think the club's going to go with Pierce. I think they will too, I'm, and I'm with you. You want your captain out there? Are you nervous that Pierce yeah. has had a good year last year? He played most of the games, but old sugar lips, Pierce. <laughs> <laughs> old sugar lips. All righty, Dane Zorko stripped down as Brisbane captain. It's a tough one here. Do they want to go down with uh, a couple of years with uh, Lockie Neal at the back end? He is 30 yeah. years of age. Which way will they go? Do you think? Which way should they go? Should I say? I think I think they'll go in the cottage, but I'd go Neil. I just think he's the best player in the team. Uh, his individual brilliance is outstanding, as is his training standards. I saw them train once, and I, I haven't seen a player train like Lockie Neil. I'd love for him just to grab this team. Like, they're ready to go, um, and I, I reckon he'd be an outstanding leader. But I think they will um, lean with the youngster in, in 24-year-old McCluggage. Go on, see a couple of texts on the temper text line. How's uh, obviously a player that everyone in Perth, or a lot of people here in Perth, are very interested in how he's travelling. Uh, any word on how Junior Rioli's going at Port Adelaide? I think he's going all right, Scotty. I think he's um, fitted in. I, I saw him and had a chat to him at the Port Adelaide Best and Ferris. Uh, that was prior to Christmas. But uh, look, he's another eagle that was unfit and out of shape last year. So, I mean, he's got the talent. It's in his court of, of how fit he wants to get because we know when he touches the footy and he kicks the ball inside 50 or he's kicking for goal that something will happen. So they're wrapped with, with what they've got. Um, they backed him in with a four-year deal, which you know was probably over as what he deserves from his on-field performance to date. But if they can get him firing, um, I mean, he'll be he'll be deadly, as you guys would be aware of. couple of people having a, having a little slide dig here, mate. Um, any uh, any other... Bring reti- it on. Any, bring, bring it on. Are there any other retired players St Kilda should chase after? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jake, well, we had J.K. Well, on last week and he's... Uh, we, we had J.K. on last week and he's joined the SEN family, SENWA family. Yes. Uh, but he suggested that uh, you might well, become his manager because he got a lot of interest. Wow, what a waste. Him, him sitting behind a microphone is a waste. He should be sitting at full forward. He can't walk, mate. He can barely get oh, out of he bed. Like, he could look like he could walk okay in his last game when he kicked eight. It was fine to me. <laughs> but he was buggered. They had to carry him off the ground. <laughs> he couldn't get anywhere. No, no. He's one of my favourites. What a star. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Very much so. Uh, um, uh, Essendon, captain. Uh, well, it's a bit of a concern that it feels like they're going to go with Heppel again. I wouldn't have. I, I'm not sure he's in their best 22, so it would have been merit for me. But perhaps it's a bit of an indictment on the leadership underneath Dyson Heppel that they haven't made that switch yet and, and they might go with Heppel again. Geelong? Uh, Stuart. Tom Stewart. Mm. Any word on the new CEO in Melbourne? Do you think Gil McLaughlin will see out the rest of this year? And <laughs> and will this development in regards to Phil Egan, who sort of instigated the, the yeah. Hawthorne uh, situation, has now been sort of arrested on fraud charges, um, alleged fraud charges. So w- how, how is this all going to play out? Is this going to extend the whole drama? Yeah, I would have thought so. I, I'm not sure. I, I didn't know how it was going to play out before this revelation has happened. Uh, all you know is that there's going to be no winners out of it. It was supposed to be wrapped up you know, before Christmas, wasn't it? And it's yeah. dragging on. And uh, so I, I've got no idea how this is going to play out, other than there'll be no 
winners and there'll be at least one or two parties that are unsatisfied with the end result. Mm. Mate, before we let you go, and thanks very much for joining yeah, us this morning. Uh, your predictions for both West Coast and Fremantle this year? Um, yeah, I think it's going to be tough for, for West Coast. I, what, I, what I probably don't want to see for the Eagles is you know to finish from you know sort of 8 to 12. It's that no-man's land that St Kilda have been stuck in. You'd almost prefer, prefer them to completely bottom out again and, and get the draft picks that they have neglected to go after. And that's why there's a void of young talent coming through. But they haven't done that. They've backed these older senior players in again. It feels like they want to be competitive, but are they good enough to maybe eight? Maybe. Maybe they squeeze in the eighth position and win 12 games. That would be a stretch. But, yeah, I sort of see them in that no-man's land, that football dead zone from, you know, eight to 12. And, yeah, and, and Fremantle I like. Like, I just... I, I'm, I'm interested in, in the way that they use Jackson. I, I think the experience that has left um, Fremantle will hurt and, and Logue and, and Lobb and, and players like that. You know, and they're, they're not easy to replace, particularly if you get a few injuries. But I love their midfield. Fascinated to see how they use Jackson. Interested to see how they have enough potency in their forward line. You've mentioned Taverner and, and hopefully Five stays fit and he'll play a lot of footy down there. And, and young Jaimis is, is a player that I like, but how much can you expect from a young key forward? Not sure. So, yeah, they'll be around the mark. I don't think they're good enough to win the premiership, though. Hey, before you go, we've got Greg of Les Murdy, which is up in the yeah, hills. Like uh, a beautiful it, part of the world, it, too. The hills? It Les the hills? Yeah, it's the hills, okay. but we're so, just better people from Les Murdy. So Les Murdy's where Scotty grew up. Uh, mm. It just says... Quote, Scotty, you're lucky for you that Kane Corns wasn't around calling out players' fitness back when you were playing. <laughs> <laughs> there's, every lucky, yeah, there's every chance we wouldn't have got along uh, if no, you were a few years so. older, mate, and, and, and were at the yeah. club those early days. <laughs> and, and, and you would have knocked, knocked me out. <laughs> and, and Margaret, who's very good, and she's texted in on the temporary bedshed text line. Thank you, Margaret. Margaret said, the reason why Kane Corns has it in for WA teams is that if you have a look at his record at Subiaco Oval, oh, you no. would not be surprised. Oh, no. Corn played 22 games at Subiaco Oval and never received a Brownlow medal vote. Oh. No, but didn't I stop some players from getting Brownlow votes? <laughs> go, go and look up how many times Cuzzy and Kerry and Juddy got votes. Oh. Oh, well, that's, okay. a fair, that's a fair response, to hey, be perfectly honest, honest with you. Third person self-congratulating going on right now. Hey, you don't normally get a run on a Saturday morning, but I think you're mod. Very good. Hey, good on you, mate. I love your work, Yeah, fellas. you too, mate. Keep good on you. Yeah, fantastic. Well done, too. Good call on giving your boy the day off on Monday, yeah, too, for the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. He gets it. He yeah, gets it. He does. He'll fail. He'll get 49% of his next <laughs> exam, and that'll be Corn's fault. Co-host of Sports Day 11-16 with Jared Healy, and we appreciate his time. Thanks to McCafe, the wonderful team at McCafe Ice Coffee, coffee fit for an Aussie. It is crafted by expert baristas. I don't know if you know, but I drive through mine and I go, you're an expert barista, are you mm, not? Can you craft smooth, this? <laughs> smooth and refreshing, made just the way you like it. You A do break. love them too, don't you? You can't get enough. Who? You. Yeah. Of the baristas? Cafe. Coffee? Yeah. Oh, they love the coffee down there. Gets down you the really up and about. It certainly does. Without them, I wouldn't be the happy guy that I am. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get Depot Studio, we're in. That's a good one. After 7.30, we'll be chatting to Peter Bowles' lawyer. You blokes hear that? I love that. So I'm just going to set the team scene. So it was, everyone's texting us saying that's what they can see. And we appreciate that. Dave and John, the paper shuffling. We appreciate it. Looking out for us because we can talk. 
differently. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> During the breaks. We've almost been caught out once already today. Uh, so the boys are out there, but interesting. But Lois, who does a great job out there, uh, Benny Popham's out there and, and Chris. And Lois is mouthing something at us and shaking his head. We've got blaring music. We're in the studio. We get told to talk and he's trying to, and I'm going to try to read his lips as well. Probably easier if you write it on a piece of paper and bring it into uh, the studio. little mice in the system there. Yeah, but it happens. It happens. Anyway, so look, we're just uh, chugging along here. Uh, news is coming up. I, I, I don't know if it's going to come on air or not coming on air, but we do have... We'll make up our own. <laughs> no, he won't. No, no, I'll tell everyone what's happening in Melbourne. <laughs> Peter Bowles' lawyer, we uh, hope to chat with him in 15 minutes' time. Yes. Paul Green? Yep. Uh, great news there with uh, Peter Bowles, but not through at all yet, is he? No, he's got a bit to play out there. Oh, this is rubbish. All right. But an interesting one too is like the A sample test positive to mm. a banned substance. Mm. The B sample says it's negative. Mm. Why do they just believe the B sample? Yeah, I agree. They go, well, the B is negative, so it's negative. But it's the same sample, is it not? Yeah, it is. It's just in a different vial. Anyway, I'm Rap Peter Bowl. I'd, I'd hate to imagine that uh, he'd done anything untoward, and it doesn't look like he has, as he's protested the entire time. So, are we going uh, to news? Do we have news in the system, chaps? Just so you can give me the heads up, because it's now seven thirty. Just did someone give us the idea of what's going on? <laughs> Can't hear you, mate. Sorry. All righty. So we are having. So just so you know, what we are, you are having... do on this day again. It was so good. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not going okay. We're not going to do that. Uh, we might play this. Danny Mills, of course, he's sort of the man involved in recruiting of that of the Perth Wildcats. He spoke, John Rilly, and he spoke yesterday about what they have to do in regards to the the off season. I did. I did love Jr's response to uh, Lockie's Lockie Reed's question about uh, this is a rebuild, <laughs> and Jr just started well, pissing himself laughing. Going, imagine rebuilding this place; they would burn it. <laughs> Down to the ground. Very much so. Uh, here's Danny you don't need to rebuild a basketball team. There's only five on it. Here's, here's Danny Mills <laughs> from the Perth Wildcats. This is the first off-season I've been a part of, and John, in the basically 19 months, that we're going to have consistency across the coaching staff. The last 20 months, we've had three head coaches. We've had a big ownership change. We've had management change. Um, it's been a lot for the club, and I think we really did finally find a, a foundation, a baseline during the season of off the court, where the club's going, and then slowly, I think we made some progress on the court, um, and I felt we had some momentum, and I think we both did. It was one game, didn't, didn't get it done against Cairns, but I think going into this offseason, um, we're going to be able to build something for next year. Welcome back. It is 27 away from A. We are having just some technical, some technical problems. Issues. Yes, but we're just soldiering on. So our mics are open. If we could open. play the test pattern, we would. <laughs> our mics it's are open, work. which is so tough in this studio most of the time. But it's a good <laughs> if we sit there now, we just... 40 years, 40 years have been in the industry of some description, and you always say when you're near a microphone, it, be careful what you're saying. It's always on. Yeah. Well, guess what? The mic is always on. Well, well guess actually, what? he is. <laughs> They're on. Mark Duffield is in the studio uh, previewing his show. It comes up after 8 o'clock mornings with Mark Duffield. Good morning. Good morning. I think Kane Corns has stopped the SEN system from functioning like he stopped those <laughs> West Coast midfielders all those years ago. Last day of the week for you. Yeah, it is, mate. It's been a long tough week. one. It's been a long week. You okay? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm fatigued. He's in your way back into it. I've got an update too on the, from the West Coast Eagles. Jack Williams, a young boy who went to hospital yesterday yep. after a heavy hit. Um, okay. No, no. Well, 
I'm sure they know, but they haven't put out a media a medical report just yet. So we have Gavin Bell as one of the guests oh, there you go. on the Great. show. So Good we'll chat. we'll get an update from uh, Gavin on on Jack Williams, and we'll get an. Uh, an update on Jack Darling. Obviously, they got good news there mm. yesterday, but I guess it still remains to be seen whether he can get up for round one. So, um, true. Uh, Eliza Riley, Code Sports, my Code Sport colleague and also a regular on SEN. You made her, Goss. I know we did. Set her up. Um, and she does the, <laughs> the Freo beat for Code Sports. So we'll talk to her about issues down at Fremantle. Tristan Lavalette. I think we should just have – let's be done with it and have a Royal Commission into the first test in Nagpur, I think. We're asking every man and his dog uh, what actually happened. But Tristan, obviously, from ESPN's Quick Info, will get his opinions on it and uh, throw forward to the um, uh, to the second test. And also, I think it's a pretty significant day in women's sport when Ash Gardner gets a $550,000 payday. That That's almost like a watershed moment. How long, though? Three I mean, weeks. Three weeks. Worth. That's incredible. It's like a watershed moment, I reckon, for, for women's cricket. So we'll, we'll chat to Tristan about that. And Jeff Valentine, the Peel Thunder coach. Good stuff. All righty. There's Mark Duffield coming in with mornings after eight o'clock. There's <laughs> a lot of people that are worried about us, guys, <laughs> and what we say off here. Shuffling. Shuffling. Oh, boys, I can hear the mics. No ads, but we can hear you talking. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone. And you know what? That is brilliant. Uh, someone's saying, talk, boys. Um... Oh, there's a lot of chat. There's a lot of chat. Hey, look, bottom line is our mics are permanently on at the moment. We are having technical <laughs> problems. Which is the most frightening thing well, we've the, come across. Well, the good news is we have got our next guest. Welcome back to Scotty and Goss on this Wednesday morning. Well, Scotty, the news came through yesterday from Peter Bowley. He gave a fairly passionate post on social media that his B sample had come back, um, of course, with a uh, with a negative yes. result, which uh, has a big relief for him and a big relief for everyone. And, and a man who's been at the coalface of all of this for him is his lawyer, Paul Green, international sports lawyer, global sports advocates in the States. And uh, Paul's been pretty strong in his... Uh, uh, response to all of this, the way whole thing's been handled, but he's been kind enough to join us on the show. Paul, appreciate your time. What's your what's your overall um, reaction to yesterday's news? Well, I was naturally elated. I knew that Peter was innocent. I just believed it in my guts. I talked to him. We went over everything. It made no sense. I told everyone that a month ago when we did this initial round of, of interviews, and it turned out I was right. Uh, Sport Integrity Australia can decide they want to keep an investigation open, but there's nothing to find out. I mean, he didn't do anything. His his sample didn't confirm what they thought. The case is over. So, uh, you know, we're, we're all elated and relieved. And we're hoping Pete can now just get back to a somewhat of a normal existence again. You are concerned that the original sample, the A sample, was released. The, the result of that was released. You weren't. You don't agree on that. Is that the normal process that the A sample is no. released? Tell us more. No, it isn't a normal process. I mean, there's no mandatory requirement that it be kept quiet, but normal practice is that it is particularly in such high-profile cases. And, in fact, they initially agreed to keep it quiet, but then called me and told me there had been a leak, and that's why they had to release it. So that's why I said the way it was handled, the fact that there was a leak, that needs to be figured out. I mean, somebody did something they shouldn't have. That's not okay. And, you know, the cases go back in time to the beginning of the anti-doping world and say that there's strict liability on the athlete. The standard is equally high 
on the organizers of the anti-doping movement as well. It's double strict liability. Strict liability on them and strict liability on athletes. So they need to be held to the same high standard. Athletes are held to an impossibly high standard. And they're accused, in this case, wrongly, besmirched, and then not even they won't even admit that they messed it up because they put out a statement saying something to the effect that the investigation remains open when, in fact, they have no evidence of anything. That's the problem that I we spoke about it last week or the week before, Paul, Goss and I, and we're talking about how much mud sticks. Uh, when you get accused of something like that um, and with the leaking of the A sample, which, as you say, should never have ever happened, there's, there's some mud that sticks. There's, his, his reputation has been tainted, albeit unfairly. It's true to the extent that somebody wants to be a cynic and not believe him. I suppose that, yes, this always will be out there that he was wrongly accused. People are wrongly accused of things all the time in our justice system, whether or not everyone chooses to believe that they were wrongly accused or not, I suppose is up to them. Everyone's entitled to an opinion about whatever. It's not necessarily a valid one, but I can tell everyone that Pete is innocent in this case. And I just, you know, I think Australia seems to be behind him, which is good because he told me one of the things that's kept him going is how much everybody stood by him. And that's, that's the most important thing for these athletes. I mean, I've been doing these cases a long time and, you know, when you have, when you lose your community, that's the worst thing that can happen to a person. Um, it really is. And all think of it in our own world. Imagine we were all accused wrongly tomorrow and told we could no longer have our job. Boom. Just like that. I mean, it happened immediately. And you're torn from your community. You can't go back to work. You have to go somewhere else completely isolated from the world. That's what happened to him. Paul Green is the lawyer, of course, uh, and supporter of Peter Boll, whose B sample came back negative, leading to his provisional suspension being lifted. But Sports Integrity Australia have kept the case open because they want to know how that uh, first sample came back with a positive. Uh, Can I ask you, Paul, and I don't want to read between the lines, or a straight-up question. Does Peter Boll have grounds for any legal action against parties with uh, for? defamation, image branding, damage, whatever that may be going forward? There certainly have been cases in the past where in similar situations, athletes have successfully brought cases against labs and that sort of thing. Um, whether or not he'll do that, we have to still figure that out. We haven't really – We want I want to let the dust, dust settle before we have a discussion about that kind of thing. Paul, how does it happen? How does a A sample come back positive and a B sample negative? Is there contamination along the way? Is their process is not up to speed, which allows contamination? I don't understand how he can test positive to a banned substance in one sample and not the other. Yeah. Good question. So the EPO test is a very different test than a normal normal substance test. Most of the substances, think of 95 to 98%, even higher, are 100% synthetic. And when they get detected in the urine, there's no issue. The substance is in there. We know the body doesn't produce that substance, like a chlorinated compound, an anabolic steroid, um, a, a stimulant. All these things are detected in the urine. There's no way that got in your body other than you taking it from some outside source. So those are straightforward cases. The EPO test seeks to distinguish naturally occurring EPO, which we all have naturally occurring EPO. The kidneys produce it. 
in various ways. And, and also, you know, with COVID in different places, the body can get tricked into artificially producing more EPO. And the structure between that and what would be recombinant EPO, what happens with recombinant EPO, synthetic EPO, is that these producers, wherever they are, make EPO by producing it in like rats, and then they'll extract it, and it creates an EPO you would inject into your body. They're very similar, and the difference, the way that they're detected differently is by density and other, and other things that aren't straightforward. And so they do this analysis with a gel, sort of like the way they test for DNA, where they're trying to determine different weight densities of this gel. And one, a recombinant or a synthetic EPO would have a different density than a naturally occurring EPO. But on the margin, sometimes it's very difficult. Also, the test sometimes is, is subject to user error, that you can use too much urine on one of these lanes in the EPO test and overload the sample and make the smudge improper. And so there's a lot of opportunity for subjective analysis and user error in this particular test. And that's why I think they just got it wrong the first time. I don't think there even was a false positive. I don't think there was a positive. I think they just got it wrong. But I haven't even seen the lab packet to know what happened. Yeah, can it be, again, this is, again, Peter at this stage is, is clear, and we're, we're absolutely thrilled for him. He's uh, uh, one of WA, where we are calling you from's finest. We love him. Uh, he's popular. Oh, he's, he, he loves the fact, by the way, he told me specifically to give a shout-out to Perth. That's my American way of saying it. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, he loved the fact that everybody in Western Australia stood by him where he's from. I mean, that meant the most to him. Yeah, well, he's, really did. Well, his front page news here on our on our daily paper, a double page spread, ban sham, a second drug test says, bowl no cheat. A uh, beautiful picture of him with his mum and dad and all his, his family. Uh, Paul, this is probably not in your area, but it, could, it, could, it, could the first test – and you say it's not, Chris shouldn't have been, it might have been a, just a dud sample or whatever it may be. Could it be someone that he trains with or is associated with and somehow that gets into the system? Is it? Is it? Can it be as simple as that? Well, for a lot of drugs, it could. Um, there are certain drugs that it could be from skin-to-skin contamination, yeah. believe it or not, yeah. uh, oral contamination, food contamination, water contamination. These things are all possible. I've had cases with sex contamination, water contamination, food contamination, kissing contamination, skin contamination. It's unbelievable what's out there in the world today with environmental contamination. You know, if you do enough research into what gets put into our food system, what they inject into cattle, what they inject into, you know, chickens and what they is in our in our water, you'll become a vegan who eats nothing but tofu and drinks bottled water all the time. I mean <laughs> well, that's so all that for me, Paul, Paul that, all that means for me is that I'm not gonna do any research. <laughs> I don't want that to happen. He loves well, his I mean, food. look if the three of us were to if the three of us were tested right now, it's possible at the same level, one of us would test positive just yeah, from right. the stuff we ingest. That's how hard it is for these guys. Plus, if you take a multivitamin, you buy at the supermarket, uh, protein powder, things that are normal for everyday Americans and Australians to take, they have stuff in them. So in a normal case, yes, but EPO is very unique in that it really can't be passed that way. It has to be injected into the body. Hey, Paul, did you tell Peter that his sample was had B sample had come back negative? Did he tell you? I would love to know that conversation or that. No, 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 no. It, it, no. Because I'm his, I'm his lawyer. The communication came to me, 
And then I told him with a couple of expletives in there, which I'll keep as <laughs> attorney-client privilege, but we celebrated, you know, and, uh, you know, it was a good celebration. You're not his coach, but can you equate how far behind the eight ball he is having, this, having dealt with this over the last couple of months and where he sits in regards to world champs and the likes, which are just around the corner? I think he's going to be fine. I think he might delay the start of his season a little bit. So maybe he won't start racing, you know, for a month or two later than he normally would. But since World Championships are a bit later this summer, they're in late August, that actually might be okay for him. I think he'll be fine. No, that's great Plus, news. you've got uh, Diamond League. Diamond League is going to be in Eugene at the end of September in, in the United States for the first time. So the, the season's kind of backloaded, maybe a month longer than it norm, later than it normally would be. So I think he's going to be fine in terms of the timing. I don't know his schedule yet, but I, I'm just guessing he'll probably start a little bit later. Great stuff. Well, we're absolutely thrilled for the news. Um, are you in constant dialogue now trying to get this Sports Integrity Australia to move on and, and rule a line? I mean, how, how long is this going to drag out for before we get the absolute 100% green light? If you wanted to get them on, we could do an on-air debate about it. Oh. Yeah, I agree. Oh, yeah. But, uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't think they're going to listen to whatever I say anyway, but I mean, I don't know. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter to me because they're not going to find anything out. But we'll cooperate, of course, with whatever they want us to do. Well, you're the most. Got nothing to hide. Well, you're the most popular lawyer um, uh, in, in Australia right now. You're actually probably the most I've got, popular. I've got to come to Perth now. Yeah, you do. Oh, mate, you'll be a ticket tape parade. Ticket tape parade for you when you arrive here. Peter Bowles, that popular. I, I, if you guys are going, if you guys are going to plan the parade, I'll figure out the trip. Uh, fantastic stuff. <laughs> well, you're more popular in Perth right now than Patrick Mahomes, and that's saying something. Uh, well, you know, I think he deserves to be more popular than I do, but yeah, it's all right. I'll well done, it. Paul. Thanks for flying the flag for our man, uh, right, and we care, look forward guys. to it. Good on you, mate. There he is, Paul Green, international sports lawyer and the lawyer of our man, Peter Bollum. It is great news, and let's hope that we can rule a line and move on. This is Scotty Ingalls.